are listening to Fuel Your Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Owen. And as normal, I'm super excited that you are here with me today. In real time, I'm at home with a a sick kiddo. Um, We don't know if it's strep. We don't know if it's COVID. So, you know, what do you do? Now you just stay home and you go get tested for everything. So I just thought I would... um, sit here in my closet and record a podcast because there's been a lot of fuel that has been around me lately as it pertains to nonprofit world. And I thought it would be very fitting for me to just try to record a pretty quick podcast episode that kind of touches on the topics that I do within um, the leadership coaching. If I'm working with a nonprofit director or someone that's looking to start their own nonprofit And just thinking about what I've learned over the last 10 years. And yep, I've said it. We are celebrating 10 years that I started my nonprofit (laughs) 10 years ago, right? It's been a decade. It's crazy to say that out loud. And for those that are tuning in for the first time, I did start a nonprofit called Puzzle Pieces here in my hometown of Owensboro, Kentucky, and we support individuals with disabilities. And what once was just what I felt was my dream has now become really a passion and a dream and a purpose within our entire community, growing it from serving 32 clients and seven staff 10 years ago to now serving almost 400 clients, over 100 staff, an operation budget in the millions, and we are not finished yet. So the need and the drive is there and the passion, and I have an amazing team of leaders who constantly are visualizing and putting in the work and to be able to bring more to our community and to solve the need in which um, lies before us. So that is a little bit of plug um, towards my nonprofit. And you can go visit us on our social media platforms and follow us um, because I would love for you to donate. Right now we are actually hosting, if you are not from our hometown, one of the fundraisers that we um, launched was a t-shirt fundraiser that was, it's it's our inclusion piece. So we have a merch store and every um, t-shirt that you purchase through our merch store, which is online. So you can go to www.puzzle-pieces.org and buy your shirt today. The it's probably one of my favorites and it says inclusion is my jam hence that's what I say all the time everything's my jam so inclusion is my jam I choose to include and inclusion matters so like the theme of um, the fall line is inclusion because that is what I advocate for every day is we have to become a more inclusive community and what better way to do that through a pretty cool trendy shirt and um, become a walking billboard for the message in which I love and I live every day out to be. So today's episode is going to be geared more to mainly my like five tips and tricks um, towards leadership in nonprofit world. However, if you are not, if you're listening and you're, you're like, well, this doesn't really pertain to me, I'm going to skip over to the next podcast. I encourage you to listen because you as you might be the one, the lady one day that will open their own nonprofit and or want to fund or be on a board because that is the servant heart in which all of us have within us, right, is to serve. What is life? What are we doing in our life if we don't have a purpose? And sometimes those that are doing their own damn thing and have their own business or a stay-at-home mom, sometimes you have to find ways in which 
you get fulfillment and understand there's a bigger purpose than what you do and grind with every day. And what better way to do that than know your community's needs and know what nonprofits are out there that really you are in alignment with. Um, Don't just give and don't just volunteer to something that you're not in alignment with. I truly believe that. And so I don't want I don't want people to be part of puzzle pieces, whether that's the board, the vision, the committees, you know, all of these things that are volunteerism, supporting the fundraisers, if they don't truly believe in the message that we um, encompass. So I love alignment and that's huge. So I encourage you to stick around and and listen to these messages in which I'm going to hopefully fuel um, nonprofit leaders in this wheelhouse to show up and, and how to basically what we I think what people struggle with um, when they're in nonprofits I think that there are many nonprofit leaders I have collaborated with and or consulted or coached over the years now that in mentoring them and or talking and discussion there's a couple pieces that are missing and I want to fuel you today and tell you all my little nuggets or so that your nonprofit that you're leading won't struggle or the one day that you want to open a foundation or do the big thing, um, you have the t- tips and the tricks from someone that's done it for herself and continuing to learn through it and push through it. So if you're drinking with me, grab that White Claw, grab the coffee, maybe a, a, a thing of water. Right now I'm big into water. Um, I'm still running. For those that have followed that journey, I'm still running and holding myself accountable. So Yeah, grab whatever you're drinking today with me and buckle up, Buttercup, as we dive into today's purpose. All right, so we're just going to come quick out of the gates. Um, What nonprofit leaders struggle to understand and ways to kind of like work through that. So I'm going to tell you the struggle and then I'm going to kind of tell you ways to kind of work through that. Number one. When you don't run it as a business, there was something um, someone told me um, a while back and it kind of resonated with me. And he said, if there's no margin, there's no mission. And that's really, um, that's that's a huge statement because I think sometimes we look at nonprofits as charity and you know, they can be less than, they don't have to set up ways and they don't have to do strategic planning or they don't have to have backup funding or, you know, understand their business, their audience, their, you know, social media, all of these things that a typical business owner would do or someone who's running a business. But in the nonprofit of, you know, kind of fake it till you make it concept or, you know, we do good work and people will just automatically love and support us. And and that carries you to a degree, right? There might be people that love and support you and understand your passion. But if you're not business mindset, if you don't have that business mindset, there's no opportunity for growth. So I think that's one of the ways that I really contribute the success of Puzzle Pieces even 10 years ago before I started I wrote a business plan and someone, and honestly, I wrote a business plan because I didn't know that a nonprofit could run as a business. And let's be real. I was just thinking, well, I don't want to be a volunteer based organization. I wanted, I had big dreams and big hopes 
to providing opportunities for those with disabilities. And I couldn't get that just from a volunteer pool base. So, and I needed to be able to leave my career and survive my family, like provide for my family. So I needed to figure out how to have a salary as well. So I wrote a business plan because I was going to run, I thought it was going to be a for-profit business. Lo and behold, throughout all of that, I learned that I shifted and became a 501c3 and submitted my business plan. My business plan started out with 100 pages. And what that did for me, and I talk about this um, in a previous episode, but what that business plan did for me is provide me with the map and the thoughts that I needed to dive into to really hash out what how I was going to run this nonprofit, right? So I think sometimes we think nonprofits should be easier to run or you know, like it's just the community is going to support it. And that, that could be the case. But again, you have to have, you got to know the direction in which you're going. You got to know the audience and what you're trying to serve. You got to know your values. You got to know the strategic plan. You got to know how you collaborate or, or who, who is your competition in a sense for certain things so that you can align closer to what your mission is and not compare and compete, but know where you stand and should you align together instead of creating something separate. So the business plan poses questions that allow you to think through um, how to map that out and it's just good business. So I always say as a nonprofit leader that I never want someone to give and donate money and or write for a grant that I'm winging it, right? Well, most grants will see that and they won't give, but I don't want, I'm just, I'm too loyal. I'm too, I don't know, uh, there's too much integrity I have in reference to, I want people to put their money because they know I'm going to do good with their money and that I'm going to be a good steward of their money to be able to truly give the biggest impact possible. So I think whether you are, not in nonprofit leadership and you are a giver or a supporter or on a board, you got to be thinking of that. Like, are they going to be good stewards with the donation? How, you know, what does this mean to them? How, how big, and it could be as even as $20. Now don't make them write a grant for that $20. But what I'm saying is you got to know your people. You got to know the organization, the outline, it could be a great cause, but that cause is not going to go anywhere if it's really not ran in a way that is strategically planning to know how to invest and give back into the service in which they provide. So don't make the mistake, nonprofit leaders, of not running it as a business and looking at, I now I think I'm gonna hesitate right here to say is, you can have passion within the business. Like I bleed out my, so like, everybody thinks I'm an owner and it's a, you know, obviously in my hometown, I'm, it's a for, it's a nonprofit and everybody knows that, but I literally live and breathe it. And that's probably because I am, you know, the founder, but even as a CEO or an executive director, you truly have to be passionate about your mission and be always thinking through of how does this serve my community? How does this serve the individuals in which we support? And how can I show up differently? How can I strengthen that? How can I have the growth mindset? We're constantly looking at diverse revenue streams because I do not want to be dependent on whether or not I can support someone with a disability or 
or expand based on donations that come through or a fundraiser's success. I want to make an impact on families and those with disabilities, and I want that to be huge. And I can't be dependent on waiting for someone to support us or not. So I'm very creative in trying to figure out how to look at the margins so that way I can further my mission. All right, so number two, this kind of alluded to the effect this was a great segue, unintended, is to not become dependent on donations and fundraisers. I understand it is the bread and butter of most nonprofits. It's the luxury of which we have. We can go out and fundraise. We can, we can ask for donations and people can support us in our passion. However, don't let that be the only thing that you do. Don't be so dependent that you lose track of what the mission even is because you're so wrapped up in just getting the next dollar to make it happen. So I think there is definitely a balance. One of the things, um, and me being very transparent, I'll give you an example. We, well, we just celebrated 10 years of this. So I started 10 years ago, a color blast. This is fun run. It was back when the color runs were really big things. So it's a 5k and you run and every, every mile you throw powder up. And it's a great event here. Everybody is very familiar with the Color Blast. Um, we have sponsors. We The first year that, that we hosted the event, there was over 4,000 people that came out and participated. We have raised a ton of money over the years. And the cool thing about that particular fundraiser, it was a collaborative fundraiser. It was the only one that was done in our town that um, even though I kind of hosted and headed it up, I brought other nonprofits that were supporting people with disabilities and there was five of us and we split what that looked like and we we brainstormed around it and we were the host of this color blast well we just celebrated 10 years and every year we would it's crazy because every year we would have a ton new like this is their first time running but it we didn't have a lot of people that were reoccurring it's kind of like a fad like once you do it once you've already done it and we could see our numbers were kind of even killing. So we, meaning we kind of um, leveled out around 13, 1400 people who would participate each year. And we would raise, you know, maybe around forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year. But here's one of the things that happened. It became for me as we looked at 10 years and we had some dedicated and very loyal sponsors, which I very uh, honor and I love. I think sponsorships are relationships for me. And and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But I had to, I wasn't on fire about the fundraiser anymore. It wasn't, I loved it. I could, I could do it in my sleep, but I wasn't. I wasn't waking up and thinking about how can I level it up? How can I make it better? Or, you know, I was letting it run like, like it always runs. You know, I could, uh, I prepared the week of, you know, just to be able to do it. So we were just sharing social media and letting people um, participate. And that, it's not a bad thing, but it is when the person that's hosting it is not on fire about it. Because here's what that does. My energy was not in it. And so I think you have to walk away when, even though it was going to make us, you know, we were going to get money from it. And it was a great fundraiser. You have to know your time of when you need to say, 
this is the final year. Like this is it. It's ran its course. So that way you can put all of your energy into something else that you might be passionate about or creating a new fundraiser that you can really, that restores your fuel or you're going to get burnout as a leader. And it was really hard for me to step away. Uh, I love relationships. That's definitely probably what has made nonprofit leadership way more successful um, as far as puzzle pieces is because I'm a relationship builder and connector and I love that. But I had to walk away from that and it wasn't because of defeat. It was before it became, it defeated me. And I think that's really, really important. And it's not about me, but when you're, when you are the, when you're out there, you're hosting and you're recruiting and you're asking people to join it, but you're not excited about it. It does change the game. People will see that people will read through that. So I'm just asking you if you're listening to this, whether again, you're on a board that has those tradition, we've been doing this thing for the last 20 years and we're going to continue because it brings X number of dollars. That's great. But make sure that you're giving a facelift. How are you keeping the leaders fueled to host it and put forth the effort? Because the people that are participating, your sponsors, your donors, all of those people, how you show up matters. And if you're not excited about it, if you're not fueled about it, it does change the game. So just kind of reflect on that. One of the other things, um, in real time, we just had our annual banquet. And obviously, we've been doing it for 10 years because it's an annual banquet. It's something that we do with our clients. And it's a fundraiser. And for the first time, we shifted. And I stepped down from kind of leading the banquet and my team of directors stepped up and and it changed a little bit and we changed our location it just felt different for me and I thought going into it it made me kind of have a lot of anxiety because I really wasn't in control and it was going to shift and it was going to be changed it, it it was different and it was such a blessing and it wasn't even about we didn't even really raise, we raised less money, but it really wasn't about the money. It was about the feel of that night and how everybody honored the shift and other people rose to the occasion and the mission was alive. And we hadn't seen that since COVID because we had to cancel. Um, and so it was just really great. And so I, again, I'm just saying, don't be so dependent on and don't put all of your energy just to the fundraisers and or the people who donate the most. Like every little bit counts. So if you can't spread and divide and conquer, then you need to evaluate whether or not you do it. Number three, um, believing the culture. Oh, 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 I was reading my notes. This is huge. I think that this is where a lot of larger nonprofits maybe fail, but believing that when people come and work in your, um, at your organization, that the passion will drive, will drive them. And that's how they got there. So that's my, why they show up and come to work from the passion and the purpose behind the mission. However, don't think that you shouldn't 
pour into the culture and focus and make culture a priority because you can't do your mission. You can't live out what you want as far as the services and what you want the impact to be for your for the people you're serving, you can't do that effectively if you don't have this culture that is inspired and moved and challenged and accountable, you know, being held accountable, but also that they love their job and not just because of what they do, but the people which they are surrounded with. And this is hard. It's ebb and flow. And I'm here to tell you it's ebb and flow. And But you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional about your culture. You have to be intentional about the people around the table, your board, all of it, because it matters in the end. It matter. Passion might get them there, but passion's not going to keep them there. And so that's where making sure your culture and how you lead and constantly pushing yourself to get better and grow. And Lord, help me. Trust me. I get it. It's hard. But you're showing up a little bit because you're listening to this right now, right? That's how I show up. I listen to some podcasts. I get fueled to, to challenge myself in that growth mindset to push myself. So I can't stress that enough. Number four, focus on it being a win-win for the community. I think right now there's a times where I've coached and mentored some leaders and some young some young EDs that it was more about well people really need to know what we do people really need to know this people need to support this because don't they care about the youth or or you know so on so on and and I get it I was there but here's the thing the community will rally when the community is ready you can't force that up on anything what you can do is you can show and lead and model. And when the timing is right, the community will be enlightened by what you've done. And so stay focused on building relationships and meaning behind those relationships that are a win-win. What you do should be a win for the community and what the community does should be a win for you. So don't just ask somebody for a grant that, and you wing it, right? I remember one year we took a, a time off. We we could have easily wrote a grant. We could have easily asked for money. I could have created a project, but it just wasn't, we were good where we were at and we were really focused in on on leveling our, our programming up and I just, it, was, it didn't feel right just to ask for a project, just to be asking. And so I, I, I'm very... I think all board members, I think everybody should have some sense of integrity of where we're at. So no, if, if you're listening to this in your my hometown, if I'm asking, then it's a, it's a need and I have thought well beyond many, many, many hours before I do an ask because I will show up for it to be a win for that person. I almost hold that to be too much of a guilt. So just I'm just saying to you as a nonprofit leader, Make sure that you just don't build relationships just to be me, 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 or to get something in the end. It's got to be a win-win. It's got to make sense. And it's got to be aligned. So make sure that you're spending some time to analyze that and hold and, and hold values and integrity and, around that. And last but not least, your why 
should stay the same, right? Like your why for the mission stays the same, but the how changes. So how you do it will change and it should be changing, but your why will never change. It might grow and, and, and become more dynamic, but if, if you are constantly doing it the same way and how you do it never change, you're not going to make the impact. You know that saying, if you keep doing it the same way, you're going to keep getting the same results. This is that same mentality. So your why might not change, your mission's not going to change, but how you do things, the world changes, people change. There's seasons of life and there's journeys and there's a community changes priorities and focus. And we have generations that that grow up and, and, and shift mindset. So your how should change. And if you're not changing how you do that and evaluating that every single year of how, <laughs> the impact is going to be limited. Your margin's going to be limited. Your growth is going to be limited. You're going to you're going to lose out on opportunities within your community to truly show up in an amazing way that maybe you dreamed of whenever you think of the why. You just have to make sure that you're always looking to enhance like your ability to be effective, your ability to, for your services to be more effective, your ability to impact the community. Always be examining that as a as an organization, a nonprofit, no matter where you are. And and if you are listening to this and you're like, okay, I want to start a foundation, I want to start a nonprofit. Here's where I'm at. Well, just keep all of these little nuggets in in your back pocket and really think about this. This is how how you show up as the founder and starting. I'm going to tell you, it's hard. It is hard. Man, have I learned a lot. And I'm still continuing to learn. But I'm on fire about growing and learning and shifting and changing my how every single every single year. Sometimes, if you ask my director, it's probably every month. But I hope that this resonated with you. I hope that if you are considering doing a nonprofit or being on a board or donating, I just want, if you invest, invest with your whole heart. Know the mission. Know, know how, think about how you can enhance the effectiveness, how you can change the how. Um, know the impact that you can make within that dollar. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I've never thought about showing up a little bit different to be more aligned to a purpose connected with a nonprofit. I'm going to tell you right now, it's always changing the how. Even our volunteers, I'm always changing how we do things. And so if you have something that's weighing on your heart that you want to get involved in a nonprofit, I encourage you, take the leap of faith, send the email, make the phone call and say, I have this idea and I really would like to do X, Y, and Z. What would that look like or how can we make that happen? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there will be a way if if somebody's in the growth mindset and they see the opportunity, they're going to welcome anything that you might say. So, oh, and probably my biggest pet peeve, don't be on a board to be a resume builder. Like I'm going to end with that, but please don't be on a board to be to enhance your professional resume. Be on the board because it's an alignment truly to what you something that you believe in and the purpose behind it. That is where, and if you're if you're a nonprofit leader and you're recruiting board members that are just resume builders because they maybe have deep pockets, you're missing the point 
of everything I've said today. Make sure that you are truly understanding what the integrity in which you want to stand for and how you want your mission to be lived out because it's going to be short-lived or limited impact if you don't start having alignment towards the right people, to the right fundraisers, to the right donors, all of those things. It, it means something. It should mean something. All right. So I think that wraps up for today. It's just, um, I decided to throw this in the mix because I've been getting a lot of people reaching out in reference to wanting to start a nonprofit and or, hey, can you help me what the next step would be or I'm struggling with this nonprofit. So because I've been fueled a lot by that lately, I decided to kind of take a shift in the podcast episode delivery and spend a little bit of time on this topic. I hope that it resonated with you. If you are a nonprofit leader, um, there's power in numbers, share, impact, um, influence, all other, we're, we're all in this together and we become better when we help to support one another. So um, yeah, share it with someone that um, you think could resonate with and develop their mission a little bit stronger and have some great takeaways. So until next time, dream big and do the damn thing. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you share it with someone or share it on social media and tag me? I am so glad we are on this journey together. Let's keep this relationship going because I am here for it. Follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Pieces of Me by Amanda and DM me to join one of my private groups where we can dive even deeper into disabilities or finding your passion and purpose. Let's fuel each other.